when you're on a healing journey, it's not uncommon to at some point feel very distant or disconnected from God. And sometimes it seems that no matter what we do, we're not able to bridge the gap. That's what we're talking about today on The Truth and Our Trauma. Ever sit down to pray and end up thinking about what you need to buy at the store instead? No judgment. I've totally been there. And that's why I decided to create the Ignite Strategic Prayer Planner and Journal. Know what to pray, track your impact, and learn to hear God's voice for yourself. Ignite is more than just a journal. It's a journey. And it's available now on Amazon and at the link in the show notes. Feeling distant and disconnected from God is very common when you are on a healing journey. And no matter how you grew up, whether you grew up in church or whether faith is something you came to later in your life, this is often something that we have to confront. I've shared this before on the podcast, but I grew up in a very legalistic tradition. And so it always gave me this view of God as a police officer being distant and disappointed in me. And no matter what I did to try to perform and to be a good Christian, I just never could bridge that gap. And of course, as God would have it, it would be through the midst of a wilderness season where I actually began to encounter God in ways that I never had before, where I actually started to experience Him, both in things that I would hear or visions that I would have, but also just in the midst of my everyday life and start to build a relationship with Him that I never had before. One of the things that was very helpful in the midst of this wilderness season was engaging in something called inner healing or emotional healing prayer. And when I started Uncommon Valor, this was something that I added as a service that I provide in helping people to have very specific and beautiful healing encounters with Jesus by the process of meditating on scripture. Now, I want to admit, opinions and experiences with inner healing are all over the map. There are some denominations, especially charismatic denominations, that are very aware of inner healing as a practice. And yet there are often practitioners who will engage in this type of work, but are adding things that are not biblical. On the flip side, and this is how I grew up, there are many other denominations that do not talk about inner healing prayer, don't even really recognize it as something that is a way that the Holy Spirit moves in our lives. It was through this wilderness season that I started to see faith as something that both we are able to grow in through our left brain exercise in studying scripture, but also in our right brain emotional and relational encounter as we walk with the Lord and experience the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And so for me, we've talked a little bit about spiritual care here on the podcast, but for me as a practitioner in this space, it's very important that we learn to have both, that we meet God in both of these ways. And so on the podcast today, my guest is Rhonda Velez. She's both a client and a friend, and we're going to talk about inner healing or emotional healing prayer. Rhonda is going to share with you what caused her to seek out a prayer time with me, and also just give some insight into some of the places that she felt blocked and how Jesus specifically removed those for her. 
Additionally, one of the other things that Rhonda and I discuss in this conversation is the place that inner healing prayer has in an entire approach to healing from trauma, that there are things that we take on like therapy and counseling that are definitely a part of our healing journey and that inner healing is another part of the journey. And this is something that allows the Holy Spirit to actually show us places that we're blocked that our logical minds or perhaps even another person may not even fully be aware of. As you're listening to Rhonda and I talk, if there's something that strikes a chord with you, something that makes you think, you know what, this is something that I need to pursue. If you go to my website, uncommonvalor.co, you can apply for a breakthrough session of your own, and I'll include that link in the show notes. Rhonda, it's so great to have you with me. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Michelle. (laughs) This is a treat for me because Rhonda has been a client, but has also been a friend for a long time. And so it's just so wonderful to get the chance to have you walk people through an understanding of inner healing and what it is all about and what it's like. I want to know, actually, if you would start us out by talking about maybe the setup for this for you, what caused you to want to seek out some additional healing? Yeah. I mean, I think I've been on a healing journey for the last since 2020, um, I kind of had come to a place in my life where I was like, something needs to change. And I don't, there's, there's blocks that I have with my relationship with Jesus. And just to give a little history, I mean, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in church. I know scripture. I know Jesus, but there was this, there was this block where I was like, I just feel like Jesus is distant and he's not close. And I know I can go to him, but I don't know that I trust him. And so I started on this journey like three years ago and I was getting ready to finish a certification program, um, a biblical trauma-informed certification program. And uh, it, it was right before that, that I was like, you know what? I think I need to just get some clarity on some things moving forward. And as the years coming to an end, I just felt like, you know, I just want to just get some clarity on some things that I feel like I'm hearing God say, but is it me or is it God? I I just don't know. And I needed like, I guess some coaching, like some help to kind of get me to, to where I needed to get, you know, you pointed to to two things there that I think are so powerful. And the first one is God felt distant. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that as you mentioned, so many of us can even grow up in church, grow up with faith Mm -hmm. and yet have this disconnect and Really where where that gets broken open and exposed is when we do have a major life change or something that we have to step into. And there is this fear of like, are you going to catch me though? Like, is all of this stuff that I have learned my whole life actually something that I'm going to be able to put my weight into? Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult question for us to answer sometimes. And sometimes we just don't even know, how do I get there? Like, maybe I want to, but I don't know how to actually make this stuff that I've been learning in my head reach my heart and be something that I can live from. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I can honestly say that three years ago, walking into my first, um, you know, session with just getting healing, I was like, I don't trust Jesus. And I actually verbalize that. And it just like even wants to bring tears to my eyes right now, because I just think like, how could I have like spent 
I mean, I'm 50. So how could I have spent really and been a Christian since the day I was born? You know, how could I have spent all these years and not really trust Jesus? Like, wow, like that was just mind blowing to me. And I think the other part of this too, and what you said that was also powerful though, is that you have been pursuing healing as well, mm-hmm. that you have been using a variety of different modalities to seek the answers and that every piece of that is valuable. Every piece is going to give you something more that you didn't have before. But it was this mm-hmm. sense that like, there's got to be more, that I, mm-hmm. I there's got to be a way that I can more clearly know, is this God? Is this me? Right. And I think that's so beautiful because that's the Holy Spirit, even within us. It doesn't necessarily even feel like it. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's just us feeling like I am grasping for straws in the dark, but it is the Holy Spirit in us Mm -hmm. causing us to desire more of himself, more clarity, more answers. And that would lead you then into an encounter like this. Yeah, (laughs) completely. So let's talk about that encounter, Rhonda. Talk to me about you know, so, okay, pastor's kid and all this background, talk to me about what your experience had been like in the past when it came to hearing from God, the ways that you hear from him, um, receiving visions, those types of things. What did that look like for you before? So I think, you know, because I grew up Pentecostal, I was used to, I don't know, sometimes I felt like all of this was very dramatic. Like, I'm like, this is just, really overly dramatic. And so I think I would have been more resistant to doing like a healing prayer had I had not done some of my own inner healing work. I began to understand that actually God is very close to us. And so, um, and he's not, I mean, in our prayer, I don't know if I can talk about this yet, but when we were, when you had initially read scripture and we started to go into the prayer, I saw Jesus on a throne. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, as I've like gone through the notes that you shared with me and all of that, like seeing him on a throne and then him becoming, coming down from the throne and being so human and close to me was really beautiful because that's kind of how I feel like my journey started out. Like God was on the throne he was going like, you didn't do that. Right. So this is what your punishment is. You know, it was very like, a hierarchy, you know, like I'm down here and you're up here. But as I've been able to do the inner healing, I've been able to really understand that Jesus is just like, he's literally my friend, which is beautiful. It's just so beautiful. It's, it absolutely is. And this is actually a theme I see with a lot of people who I'm able to take through these encounters. And just to give sort of a, a framework for this, to bring someone into a healing encounter like this with Jesus. All we're doing is meditating on scripture. That's Mm -hmm. it. We're not doing, there's nothing that's extra biblical, nothing that is suggestive, nothing that is new age, nothing that's being added to anything but taking a quiet time together to just sit and let the words of scripture wash over you. But what I will say is when we see scriptures, for example, that say where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. There is something of a multiplication that is very literal in a scripture like that, that neither you nor I, we've talked about this, Rhonda, neither you nor I are able to have this kind of healing encounter on our own. Yeah. It's, it's, we, I have had different types of other visions or different types of other ways of hearing from God, but they are not as clear 
or as powerful, for example, as like what you just described, where you are seeing Jesus on this throne and then seeing him come so low and so near to you in a very clear way. But something about us being together where the Holy Spirit is multiplied through the both of us and we're meditating on his word brings us into these encounters where we're actually able to recognize where some of those blockages are, see where maybe that distance is, and yet allow Jesus to resolve it. Yeah. Okay, this one is for all my overthinkers out there. I used to be absolutely debilitated by intrusive thoughts. Everything from constant worry to just dread of the future, I couldn't make it stop. If you're there right now, I have developed a free downloadable guide to help you get your mind back. It's called Overthinking, Get Out of Your Head and On With Your Life. And you can download it for free right now at UncommonValor.co. Would you talk about, Rhonda, where you saw like my role, for example, in guiding you through this Mm -hmm. to help someone who has never thought of something like this before understand? Like, why, why am I even there? I think, I think one of the most important things about you being there was as, as individuals, we have a hard time being in our own body and being quiet and still, right? Because if I'm at home and I'm in prayer, yeah, I really try and close the door and I really try and meditate, but the dog gets barking and then, you know, somebody's yelling for you or, you know, it's really hard to find that quiet time where you can actually enter into the full presence of God. And so um, I feel like what you do is almost like prayerful therapy. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, you go in and you get a massage and you have to be quiet and you're sitting on a table and you're stuck there for an hour because you have no clothes on, right? But it makes you wear clothes. So don't worry. Yes, there's fully, fully clothes. (laughs) You're fully clothed. It's all fully clothed. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it's just so nice to have somebody there that's like, you know, it's almost like you have this accountability that's sitting there with you. Like, we're going to stay quiet in this space and we're just going to listen. And you kind of just help prompt, like, what are you seeing? What do you feel? Like those things that you, that, you know, sometimes you wouldn't be apt to do if you were by yourself. Like, can I say that? Can I feel that? So I, it's really just like you're coaching us along as we're in the, with, in the presence of God, really. Yeah. And I think, as you said, you know, this is something where these are questions you wouldn't even think to ask, like what you are seeing in the vision in that time that you are are meditating and experiencing an encounter, like a real encounter with Jesus. Sometimes it is so just the magnitude of it is so even emotionally powerful and overwhelming that to know then what is Jesus trying to reveal to me and how can I engage with him and how can I ask him and how can I seek and understand? You know, it doesn't readily occur to us. And so it's a a gentle process, at least on my part of understanding, okay, when am I just going to shut my mouth and let this person be with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And then when do I help nudge where they might want to explore more? And the interesting thing about this though, too, is if Jesus doesn't want it to go a certain direction. It doesn't matter what I suggest. He takes over, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, completely. And I think in my session, that was kind of how it was. Like he would ask me a question. I said, actually, no, we're doing this. Like I need to go here. Um, And I, I just think that that it was such a beautiful thing because, you know, you were a lot of times when we are praying or, you know, we don't have somebody that's 
jotting down notes and and we can't remember those things. And that that was really powerful because when it was done and you had given me all the notes, I was able to go back and look. And I've been looking at them as I step into the new year as a reminder, like these are the things that God has promised to me. Like he has made these promises to me and I don't know how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen or what it's going to look like, you know, but I know that this was the encounter that I had with Jesus. And I do think that... um you know, in church, we're not really great with connecting to our body. And I never realized that um, until, like I said, I started doing my own inner healing, like training and stuff. And I realized, man, like I, to sit in my own body and it made me nauseous, which was crazy. I was like, how, how am I so uncomfortable being in my, my own body? But that's something, again, I don't feel like the big C church talks about, like, we don't talk about that, you know, our bodies need that time to breathe and to connect. And how do you connect to the Holy Spirit if you're not even in your own body? You know, it's, it's almost impossible. I think that's such a tremendous point because that's one of the things, actually, when we think about trauma, it's one Mm -hmm. of the things that is a side effect is us feeling detached, Mm -hmm. is us disassociating from the Mm -hmm. emotions to try to protect our souls from the pain. And that's the difficult part of of the healing process is reintegrating and getting back into our body because it's going to force us to feel things. It's going to force us to have to deal with grief and with fear and with all of these things. But the more that we're able to do that work, even on the front end, it makes then an encounter like this even just that much more powerful because you have the ability to sit with it And certainly there have been people that I have worked with that need, I mean, we need pauses and we need breaks, but the beautiful thing about this is Jesus knows how far a person can go. He is not going to take somebody down a path, for example, towards a a traumatic memory, unless he knows that that person is ready for that. And what he's going to reveal is something that is going to change the way that that memory impacts you from here on out. But again, we're not imagining something. We're not calling the fourth the memory, at least not typically in the way that I work with people. We're allowing Jesus to be the one who is steering the entire thing. And as you grow, though, at your capacity and your ability to even sit with yourself, right, grows then your ability to continue on in an experience like this. Uh, to receive at the greatest level, you know, and and sometimes it's, you know, some people get a whole ton out of their very first session, like you did, for example. And then other times, it's something that the Lord knows that that, that space for capacity still needs to be built. So he shares a little, and then it's for you to go and spend more time, not only doing work, but just growing in him, you know, and and being able to be with him. And then you come back for another one, and he gives you more. Yeah. But it's something that's very, I mean, the Lord knows us so much more than we know ourselves. <laughs> yeah, completely. And I think it it does it, it, you know, if you're, if you're just stepping into like trying to figure out where your traumas lie and where, you know, how to get connected with the Holy Spirit, I think, you know, of course, like he's so gentle in the way that he moves you, right? Like he's not going to be, he's not going to just be like, oh, I'm going to take you to this place and it's going to be scary. And because God doesn't work like that. I don't believe God works in disorder. And so I think a lot of times people get freaked out about, oh, this prayer, is it going to be weird? And is it like, you know, again, like new agey and that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, because God works in order. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't work in disorder. And so I think 
just when you go into it, just being really ready to receive from the Holy Spirit and just like allowing your body to actually sit in it. And I think that that's probably the most difficult part, right? Because we're so used to like the world going on around us, but you're so good at like making it feel real small. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> I felt like I was in a little cocoon. Like I was like, this is oh. amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and receive is such a good word that you use there, Rhonda, because, and I think that's the other thing that happens with trauma is we become hypervigilant. And so our bodies are like mm-hmm. constantly on high alert, you know, that we're gripped. And when we are in that space and we can't just relax, like the ability to even receive then is hampered by the fact that we're just constantly like so wired up and and uptight and again as we become aware of that though and like okay I need to drop my shoulders like I need to just like you know like press into the presence right now and let that kind of flow away from me you know then becomes the the space where we can be in that receiving posture and that is part of what I'm there to do is to help you to even diagnose like okay so are you in your head right now <laughs> like are you having a hard time connecting like here are some things that we can do to help you and just mm-hmm. recognizing that that's even part of it sometimes where if if a person spends a lot of time trying to just remove blockage that's valuable yeah. you know it's valuable to learn those skills of being body aware and how that connects then to like, oh, what's going on in my brain right now? And why is this happening? And what am I afraid of? And, you know, just being able to sort of self-diagnose in that way so that we have the ability to get into those receiving spaces. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it is biblical to meditate on the things of God, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. yet we, we make meditation like it's some weird thing. And I always tell people, I'm like, do you realize that everything that even the new age has that Satan has just he has perverted it because those were actually God's things and Satan perverted it for bad. And so, you know, to meditate and God asks us to meditate on him. And it's so hard because our life is so busy and we've got things coming at us at a hundred miles an hour. You know, we don't take the time to actually meditate and be quiet. And so this to me was such a great time for me to be like, I am taking a time out. I'm checking out of social media, I'm checking out, you know, my job, I'm checking out of being a mom and a wife and all of the duties that I have every day. And I'm just going to go spend some time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> Me and Jesus got a date, okay? <laughs> no, seriously. For I mean, there were, I was just like, Oh, Lord, that you even let me sit here like there. I'm like, you guys are having a very beautiful special time together. And the fact that I'm even just a fly on the wall for this was like, an honor. Yeah. And speaking of that, Rhonda, so we were kind of talking around like, okay, this is what it feels like. This is, you know, sort of what happens and all that kind of thing. Would you mind sharing a little bit of your encounter? Maybe yeah. share something that was like, maybe the most surprising to you, something that yeah. you got to yeah. encounter. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that through it, Jesus just kept telling me to stop looking back and to look forward. And that is a place that I was definitely struggling in. And I, and I'm a big believer in, I'm a goal setter. I'm all those things. And I'm a big believer in like looking back, seeing what, you know, what was, how far you've come. But I think looking back for me also meant remembering trauma and stuff that God's like, you're heal, you're healing from that and you're healed from that. And we don't need to continue to go in there and pick the wound, you know? And so that's kind of how I felt. That was one of the the main things that I think the theme through a lot of it was, you know, looking back, 
don't look back, continue to look forward. And, and I think this might be a little harsher. Uh, so in 2002, my daughter passed away from a heart condition. I've never seen her in a dream. I've never had a vision of her. I've never, and God allowed me to be with her in a very beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, and it was just a really healing thing for me. It's been 21 years since she passed away, but just God confirming like, she's good. She's this, she's okay. Um, for a mom's heart was just such a soothing balm to my soul. And so, um, that was another really beautiful piece of the journey going through just the prayer and and being able to walk with Jesus. I think at one point, Jesus and I actually sat together and I had my head on his shoulder and I specifically remember my head being tilted. Like I, like it felt so real. It was just such a beautiful time. And I, yeah, I mean, even when I think about it, it just makes me tear up because it was just such a beautiful time with Jesus. Yeah. And, and this is something that I just, again, to be, to be present for that. It just, it it is so holy and so sacred. It, I mean, it brought me to tears too. And the fact though, that, that that's also something in carrying the experience together is I'm, I'm carrying, I'm carrying that encounter with you in some sense, you know? Um, I remember that there were a few times that you were like, I don't even know if I could say this out loud. Yeah. That you were just so like, what he's showing me is so incredible. Yeah. And my encouragement in that moment is, you know, say whatever you, you feel, you know, that you see, or, you know, it's okay. You know, just that, that reassurance that it's okay. And how that takes that presence that you're experiencing in the visually, you know, even when you're putting your, your head on Jesus, you know, where that actually, I think sort of brings that presence also though into the room. Right. So we're talking about, again, the Holy spirit in me and, and just, um, but it, it was so, I, so unexpected, especially as we said before, I was starting to ask you like, oh, okay, does Jesus want you to, to ask him this or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and he was already showing you a garden. He was already showing you, no, no, we're going to go this way. Here, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a walk that I did with Jesus. And it was a long walk um, that, he, you know, he showed me so many beautiful things about even past hurts and pain that I was like, oh, like, you know, we, you know, there was a forgiveness factor in it where I had, you know, really, we'd walked through some major betrayal over the last three years. And, you know, God was like, it's time to forgive, which again, has so much to do with the, the forward, you know, moving forward, like, and I was telling you, I was telling Michelle before this whole thing that uh, I always look for a word for the year. And I was having a really hard time with it. I usually have my word by now. Um, and I didn't. And this morning I was actually on a business call and it was so funny because my leader had said something about forward or he had said something to the effect of forward. And I was like, that's my word. But like before that, I was actually in your prayer journal that you wrote. And I had, the, you know, one of the questions in there is pick a verse for the day and meditate on it. And can I read the verse? I'm going to read the verse. So yeah. it's Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Um, It says, focus on the goal. I am not saying that I have all of this together, that I have made it, but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. 
Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself as an expert in all of this, but I've got my eyes on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus and I am off and running and I am not turning back. That's a message version, but I really liked that because it felt, it, it that literally, that encompasses my encounter with Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and that was something he was very clear with you over and over and over again. Trust me, mm-hmm. don't look back. Mm-hmm. Over and over, don't look back. Yeah. Keep your eyes on me. Go forward. Mm-hmm. It was just absolutely on repeat. Yeah. And and though, as you mentioned, it was showing you how he has taken care of something that was or has has care over mm-hmm. your heart and a very particular difficult loss. Yeah. And he gave you vision as to how that can play out like in your future, like how yeah. he can use that very same pain and bring you forward into something new and and beautiful also to to bring not only more healing to yourself but how that's going to play out in the lives of other yeah. people and then also showed you though this very significant blockage of like this is the thing you keep looking backwards at yep. as you mentioned there's a forgiveness that actually has to happen here would you talk about that forgiveness experience in the sense that i'm sure you have tried to forgive or yeah. maybe even thought you had forgiven in yeah. this situation yeah. over and over and over again. What was different this time in this encounter that shifted the way that you were able to do that? Yeah, I think it was, again, I think it was really like you're you're looking back and every time you look back, it's holding you back. That's like, I think that's really what it came down to was like, you're looking back about what hurt you. And again, like I said, it's like, you know, opening up that wound, picking up that scab every single time. It wasn't, I was looking back to go, oh, look how far God's brought me. It was more looking back to be like, oh, that just like, oh, it makes me so mad. Like angry, it would make me angry. And so to be able to release like complete forgiveness, I think too, in my healing journey, I've uh, forgiveness is, I mean, almost immediately, that was something that because I walked into my healing journey, actually not knowing that I was going to go through this betrayal, then the betrayal happened. And I was like, man, like God literally prepared me, he gave me all these tools to be able to move forward. But it doesn't mean forgiveness happens overnight. And forgiveness also doesn't mean that like, you know, these who hurt me is going to be my best friends. You know what I mean? It's just the fact that I needed to release it. Um, in order for him to move me forward. And so I do feel like it's just so funny, like that forward keeps coming up. And I I don't know that I would have had the clarity that I do now. Um, even just with little things like, you know, something comes up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like just, those are people that are dealing with their own traumas and that has nothing to do with me. And that is really where I have stayed stuck. A lot of my story is rejection. Uh, that is the theme of my story. Um, and so, you know, the fact that Jesus and I walk through some of that as well in, in it, like I, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm not, you know, punishing you. This isn't a punishment. You know, I see you. Um, it was, it was, it was powerful, Michelle. It was powerful. (laughs) Well, and I think the thing that I'm hearing you say, really, that's the undercurrent of this is perspective. That now you have, because of the way that Jesus guided you through that forgiveness experience, you have a perspective on rejection or betrayal. That if someone has treated me in this way, that is because they have their own stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can't even fully glimpse that. We can't even yeah. put our minds really in that place. And sometimes it it takes him showing or saying certain things that helps us to realize, oh gosh, like I sort of got caught in the crossfires here, but this isn't actually really about me. Yeah. And that's what's so empowering in especially forgiveness is saying, oh, right, Jesus, they're yours. And I'm yours too, actually, which means I get to just go be with you. And mm-hmm. I'm going to leave them to you also, though. Right. And it helps with that detachment. Because otherwise, it sort of feels like, well, where are my emotions going to rest? Am I supposed to just like, ignore them or they just suddenly like the magically disappear it's like no we're I just magically hating. forgive you know like yeah. all of a sudden I just have all this love in my heart for them and you know you don't because re- you do remember I mean you know I mean let's be honest when you're in a place of forgiveness you don't forget what somebody did to you or how they harmed your family like you don't you you don't forget that super easy that's not just something that you write off you know um but I think Jesus really was just like you don't need to look back anymore like you know, like it, there's, it's gone. Like it's, I will deal with it. You don't need to deal with it. It was kind of like, just leave me to do it. You know, it's, it's not for you to reckon. It's not for you to reconcile. I may never understand why it happened, you know, but to get that clarity and go, "Hmm, I don't have to completely reconcile it for me to actually forgive was powerful. And that's one of the things we know from trauma recovery that new positive experiences is one of the best ways for us to move forward. I love this word forward. I think that's for every single one of us, you know, who's on a healing journey, truly. But that it is new positive experiences with the Lord and where He is taking us that allow us to experience exponential healing. That there is a certain stuck point that we kind of are at, you know, Mm -hmm. when we have that, that, awareness of our grief and it feels very heavy and there is a mourning period of time and then there's also a time though after we encounter his presence there where he's like all right now let's go let's keep going and when we encounter the grief like I think that that's the one thing that I have learned through all the training that I've done is that like we actually have to step into the grief and and heal from it I mean we don't stay there like we're not going to build our home there right but we need to actually encounter it and face it. And, you know, it had been three years. I think we've grieved. I think we've we've done it. It's time to come out on the other side and, you know, let the healing journey happen. Um, because there's been so many amazing things that I see that the Lord has done. But every time I go back to the grief, it takes me right back there, forgetting what he has restored and done. So you know, I think it's just, it's a process. I think you have to really decide, like, I need some clarity and I don't know where to begin. And like, this is a good starting point. Like just Mm -hmm. Jesus, where do you want me? What do you want for me? Like, what do you want for me? What do you have for me? Um, It's such a great starting point. I think it's, I think the answers are often different than we think too. I think that a lot of times, at least I know me personally, you know, it sort of started out as this, like, what do you want me to do kind Mm -hmm. of a thing? And through encounters like this, it is restoring that daughtership or sonship. That's really what he desires for us first and foremost is to know ourselves as his. Yeah. And then let anything and everything else that he has assigned for us to do be an outpouring of that sense of belonging 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than seeking the belonging by what we can do for him. Yeah. And I think we do forget, like we hear it in church. We hear, oh, he's our father. He's, you know, he loves us. I mean, you mm-hmm. love your children. That's how much Jesus loves you. But we literally, we don't take it literally. Like we don't really understand that we are, he does want the best for us. Um, but I think it's so hard. The connection is so hard because we've lived in such a fallen world, right? Where things have been broken and people have hurt us. And so we can't possibly understand how a father so loving could allow certain things to happen. Not knowing that sometimes, you know, it is for our good. And that's hard to say when you're in the middle of bearing your daughter. Okay. Like that's a really hard thing to be like, you have, this is good. Like this doesn't feel good. And I remember being very angry at God. And I know that's where, um, and I've said this before, but that's where like the rubber met the road for my relationship with Jesus, because just like the betrayal, you know, I could have easily been like, well, look at, look what God's done. Look, he allowed this to happen and be angry and not you know, follow him, or I could choose to be like, I trust you, God. I know, I I know that you're in this. I know you're in this. And if you say no, there's a reason you're saying no. With all that you have been through, all that you have encountered, you know, we started this conversation of feeling, you know, entering into an encounter like this because feeling that disconnection and feeling the weight of how those traumatic experiences have created somewhat of a block between you and Jesus. How do you feel now after going through this experience and the various other healing modalities that you've encountered? How do you feel now that this is setting you up to move now forward and go into the future? Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of opened me up to like really listening to the Holy Spirit, like even on a walk, things I see, you know, that's not an accident, you know, just really being open to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, because he does, he speaks in nature, he speaks, you know, it could be like, I mean, my boss, for God's sake, said something this morning, and I was like, that's it. And it had nothing to do, it wasn't all holy, it wasn't in the church, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even my quiet prayer time this morning, where I heard God speak to me. So I think just being able to allow myself to open myself up to, he is always speaking. He's always, always speaking to me and to listen and be aware. I think that is one of the biggest takeaways is now I'm hearing him. Like I, it's like my, it's like I had a hearing aid and it just got turned up, you know, (laughs) couldn't hear before. And now it's on full blast. So that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's so true. It is one of those things where in the things that harm us in our lives are the things that are difficult. We feel very alone and we feel very frightened, not knowing where God is in it all. And the more though that we can press in and say, you've got to have more for me. Even in the relationship I have with you, there's got to be more than this. That we start, we start to see. We really do. And it is, as you said, I mean, if anybody knows, like you've been listening for a while, you know, I got to think about Cardinals. (laughs) I was, that's so funny that you said that because I was just going to say, I was on a walk the other day and there were two Cardinals on my walking path. And I was like, I see you, Jesus. I see you. But it's so funny. I was, I love it. I love it. When I said nature, I was almost going to mention the Cardinals. I saw. See, see. And somebody listening right now is like, me too. Oh, Rhonda, would you tell listeners about, you mentioned, you know, that you were getting the certification in trauma-informed 
story work. Yeah. Would you share more about that? And if anyone is looking for support, yeah. where they can find that? Absolutely. So I went to a program called Freedom Academy. It is by a wonderful woman. Her name is Carrie Scott Garcia. She um, trains coaches to it's biblically sound, trauma-informed, spirit-filled. Um, we're freedom coaches. Uh, I absolutely, it was life transforming for me because the series that you go through is just from one to four, you just learn so much. Uh, one of the things that we talk about is you can never take people further than you're willing to take yourself. And so to have to sit in my own story and actually have to go through it is just made me such a better coach because I get it. Like when the hard stuff is there, I, I know I, I sat through it, my own story. It was really hard. Uh, she also teaches about body work, which I think is great. Um, level three was super impactful for me, even with our prayer, like it's such a great connection. But yeah, I mean, I'm always available if somebody is looking to kind of enter into their story and kind of see where there's some hurts that maybe they need healing from. Uh, you know, the coaching is really nice because it's not therapy. So you don't feel like super like, oh, I'm at a therapist's office. We're just trying to walk through situations that you're going through and and help you manage through them. So how can they find you, Rhonda? Uh, I am at a reality of life 2 on Instagram. Or my website is rondavelez.com. It's being redone. So you can reach out to me there, but you can find me on social and more than happy to talk to any of you that are looking to find some healing. And I will link all of that in the show notes. But thank you so much for just sharing, I mean, so much of your journey with us because it is freeing yeah. on, to be on the other side and to hear just what God has been doing in your life. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me on. Thanks for being with me for this episode today. I hope you'll come back again. And in the meantime, you can follow me over on social media and find out about our resources and services over at uncommonvalor.co.